This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Hello, my brothers and sisters, and happy first Sunday of Lent. Uh, for some, it is happy. <laughs> my, uh, we were talking last weekend about uh, with my kids about what they should give up for Lent, what, what they felt like maybe the Lord was calling them to do for Lent. And um, my daughter, who's four, got kept getting a more and more sour look on her face. And eventually ran from the room saying, I don't want Lent to come. <laughs> and, uh, and it's hard. And it was uh, Ash Wednesday was hard for them, um, the, the fasting. Uh, but it's so good. Why, why is it good to do something that's hard and painful? And uh, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. And we're also going to talk about robot Jesus and how diff- how harmful the idea of robot Jesus can be. But first, let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, Jesus, after you went into the Jordan to be baptized by John, The spirit which proceeds from you, the Holy Spirit, descended upon you and drove you into the desert to fast and to be tempted. But this all came about because of God's great love for you, the Father's love for you. And so we ask that for the spirit to come upon us, to guide us this Lent and help us to know that what the what we are being called to do is because of the Father's great love for us, this mystery of how love calls us to to suffering. We ask this through the intercession of our mother Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Amen. So what, why is it, why is it good to suffer? In the, uh, the opening prayer at mass today goes like this. When he calls on me, I will answer him. I will deliver him and give him glory. This is the, the Lord who is talking. When he calls on me, I will answer him. I will deliver him and give him glory. That promise of glory in my uh, in my Bible this morning is reading, and there's a note down at the bottom about the gospel that we're going to read about Jesus being tempted, and it it refers to uh, to Hebrews chapter twelve, and Paul writes. Uh, we too then should throw off everything that hinders us, especially the sin that clings so easily and keep running steadily in the race we have started. Let us not lose sight of Jesus who leads us in our faith and brings us, brings it to perfection. This is the part I really want you to pay attention for the sake of the joy, which was still in the future. He endured the cross, disregarding the shamefulness of it. And from now on has taken his place at the right of God's throne. Think of the way he stood such opposition from sinners. And then you will not give up for want of courage. In the fight against sin, you have not yet had to keep fighting to the point of death. 
it's a good to remember that that Jesus didn't die on the cross because the cross was good of itself. Jesus died on the cross and is tempted in the desert, not because these things are good in themselves. Suffering is not good in itself, but because of the promise of joy, for the sake of the joy, for the sake of the glory that the Lord has promised us. So we need, in order to enter into sacrifice, in order to enter into Lent, we have to have in mind, we have to have the vision of, of what's on the other side. Because sacrifice is, is not good in and of, it, of itself. Suffering is not good of, it, of itself. But it's what gets us to the glory and to the joy that the Lord has promised to us both in this life and in the next, at the wedding feast of the Lamb in the New Jerusalem. So let, let's talk about the gospel. We're not going to um, even read the whole thing. We're only going to read the, the very beginning. And it's Jesus filled with the Holy Spirit, and he goes in the desert to be tempted. And the other week, uh, the pastor at my church, he, he used the term robot Jesus. And I just thought that was so good because so a lot of times we think about Jesus a, a little bit as a, as a robot or like a superhero. Like imagine, imagine G Jesus, we think of him as like Iron Man. Like he's got this skin of God against him and like the devil comes up to him and tempts him and he's like, I don't care. Like these these temptations, they just bounce off of me because God cannot sin. And, and he just walks through everything so easy. And he's in the, he's in the garden and he's uh, the night before he's going to suffer and die. And like, well, maybe I'll kneel and pray, pray to the father. And, and cause it might be a little bit hard, <laughs> but it's just so, so opposite of Jesus, of who Jesus was. St. Paul says, Jesus was like us in all things except sin. All things. That includes irritation, anxiety, worry, suffering, not wanting to do the right thing, being hungry, being hangry. <laughs> and it, and it, it was hard for Jesus. Going to the desert and fasting for 40 days was hard for Jesus. And that's what, that's what we need to ask the, the Holy Spirit. Let's ask the Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit, give us the wisdom to understand Jesus' humanity in this reading. To understand that he has gone before us. That he has endured more than we can ever endure in temptation and sacrifice and that it wasn't easy for him. So filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit through the wilderness. So imagine, imagine in your mind the, the, the Spirit coming upon Jesus at the baptism of John, which just, just happened right before we pick up this story in, in the Gospel of And, and he's driven into the wilderness. So the, the Holy Spirit is, is guiding him into the wilderness. 
And I think also with this idea of robot Jesus, we think Jesus always knew what was coming. He always knew everything that was going to happen. Like, okay, well, I know tomorrow I'm going to do this and tomorrow I'm going to do that. But this idea of the spirit leading Jesus, somebody who knows everything that's going to happen, which Jesus did as God, but as man, he's being led. He's being led into the, into the wilderness, into the darkness, into the, the mystery of, of God's plan for him. He's led into the wilderness. And he's tempted there by the devil for 40 days. In, in Matthew, it, it says that, that he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. After that, which the, the tempter came. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to turn into a loaf, a loaf of bread. You know, just, let's just imagine that, that the devil came, you know, as a person. And we, we've got some big, some big shots going on here. If you, one of the ways you can study scripture is by starting with, who's there who who's in the reading and we've got the holy spirit we've got jesus and we've got satan this is like big time showdown out in the desert and and imagine jesus you know he he's out on the other side of the jordan and this is where the israelites came out of egypt and they didn't come the most direct route they went around the dead sea and up through this way, and there's there's a mountain out there that Moses stood on the top of, and he watched, and that's where where tradition is that he died, as he watched the Israelites, you know, heading up into the promised land. And I have a hard time imagining that Jesus was out in this desert and didn't want to go up onto the same mountain that that Moses went up onto. So maybe he's up on on this on this mountain. And let's imagine that that the devil comes in human form. You know, maybe he comes like a hermit. You know, maybe he comes and he has on a on a robe with a with a hood. Comes in silence, and you know he he sits next to Jesus. If you are the Son of God. Tell this stone to turn into a loaf of bread. Robot Jesus says, I don't need bread. I can live, I could go another 40 days without food, no problem. But the real Jesus is hungry. 40 days without food, he's hungry. And we think Jesus can't sin. But is there a sin in turning a rock into bread and eating of it? I'm not sure. Maybe not. Jesus turned bread into a lot more bread at the feeding of the 5,000 because the people were hungry. Why couldn't he do the same thing for himself here? And then maybe we also think, well, in a little bit, the angels are going to come to minister him. He knew that. So that's what he was holding out for. I don't, I don't think, I don't think he did. I think he could have, 
as God if he had if he had wanted to, but Jesus is entering into his humanity here. Maybe he doesn't know it's day forty, like that it is forty days that he's gonna fast and now the angels are gonna bring. He's at the end maybe he's at the end of, of what what he thinks is possible for man. And he's hungry. Maybe he's not even sure he can get down the mountain. If he has the strength to get down the mountain to find water. Until the devil sits there in his hood. You are the son of God. Tell the stone to turn into bread. You don't need it. I'm not saying to turn it into meat and wine. In a big feast, just a little bread. So that you can get a little bit of strength, you know, ju just to make it down the mountain to get water. Jesus replied, scripture says, man does not live on bread alone. The full quote in Matthew is, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. is that a lot of times when we sin we sin because we need that good in order to be happy and it's it's not a good normally but it we see it as a good we see getting we see hitting our, our sibling because they hit us as, as a means of justice. They hit me, now they need to know how it feels like to get hit. Or we see uh, not, not being willing to, to share something that we have, you know, as something that's right. It's mine. Or I, I'm doing this good thing, which is, is playing or reading, or watching a movie. This is good for me. This is happy. The Lord wants me to be happy. And my mom or my dad wants something that's bad for me, which is to go do the dishes or clean up my room or do my homework. That's not good. It, so, so we're saying, I, I can't live without this good thing that I have, and you're trying to take it away from me. And this is fasting, too. Like, Jesus, why are you trying to take my food away from me? It's a good thing, and it is a good thing. But we do not, it's not what we get life from. Man does not live on bread alone. Man does not live on playing alone. But from every word that comes from the mouth of God. And in, in life, as a, as a child, the Father has given your parents to be him to you. They are God to you. He speaks through them. Imperfect. <laughs> Lord knows we're imperfect. But he's speaking through them. And so when they say, tell you what to do, it's God speaking. Man does not live on bread alone, but from every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Jesus knows this too, too well. He's been living for 40 days without food because 
the Father asked of the, this of him through the Spirit. And he's living in communion with the Father and the Father's words. So let, let, us, let us ask the Father this day what he wants of us this Lent and how we can come to know his word better. What, what book of the Bible does he want us to read? What does he want us to focus on? God bless you.